welcome to the Volvo Diaries with host Dr. Amanda Selk, bringing you the 101 on Volvo Vaginal Health. Hi, welcome to our show today. Today we have a medical student, Julia Dimitrician, who hasn't learned much about vulva at school because we don't really have anything in the undergraduate curriculum. So she's going to ask me a bunch of questions about vulvar disease. Hi, Dr. Selig. Thanks for meeting with me today. So I guess I can just start with what are some basic principles with vulvar conditions? So in medical school, it's always easier to think of what's the disease that covers everything? Like what condition does this patient have? The problem in vulva is a lot of the time people have more than one thing going on. For example, when you go through menopause, you have thinning or atrophic skin, which becomes more sensitive. Then a patient can develop a contact dermatitis. Then they can try to self-treat and get some other kind of irritation because they Google and try everything they see online. So there's often lots of things going on at once, which makes it a little more tricky to treat. Another problem is that we, as physicians, sometimes cause harm. Iatrogenic disease is not uncommon because we don't really know a lot about steroids in gynecology, and sometimes we give people really strong steroids and send them on their way, and that causes trouble. The findings are often pretty subtle, and a lot of people don't look at the vulva. They just, when you're doing a pap, they go straight for the cervix. Uh, One joke line of some other uh, vulva doctors is that the vulva is like a small town. Everybody drives by, but no one stops to take a look. (laughs) I love that. Patients can be very anxious, so we have to work on our interpersonal skills and calming people and working with people, and our communication is really important. Um, Sometimes there's normal variants that people get confused about, both patients and clinicians, And you need to examine lots of parts of the body. Like I'm a gynecologist that sometimes is looking in your mouth because your mouth and your vagina have a lot of similar tissue. Dermatologists don't forget to look at other parts of the body, but something like psoriasis that would be on your elbow, you might not be thinking about in the vulva, but would be more common. And finally, you need to look at the vagina too. So again, in gynae, we often think of the vagina because lots of discharge can cause skin irritation. But how many dermatologists look in your vagina? And they might need to. That's good to know. Another question I had was, how do you do a biopsy? So biopsies are not that hard. They're the same as biopsying any other skin. You just need to know the anatomy and obviously be careful of sensitive areas like the clitoris. But you want to biopsy specific lesions. If you just see non-specific redness and you biopsy it, you'll get a non-specific pathology report. And then you bug the patient for no reason. Yeah, sometimes you need to do more than one biopsy if there's more than one area of concern. You need to freeze it. So using something like lidocaine, 1%, just a couple of cc's works. You need to know how to do punch biopsies, and you can buy disposable punches. They're not expensive. You know, you usually need at least three to four millimeters in size, and they're just like pushing on a pencil, and you use a turning motion to get down, to get a little bit of depth. Because remember, if you're ever worried about a cancer and invasion, you need some depth, and then you need something for hemostasis. So gynecologists often use Moncel's, 
but you can use silver nitrate sticks, you can use ferric chloride, you can just put pressure, and you often don't need a suture if it's under four millimeters, but it helps if you know how, just in case your bleeding is more than expected. And you just use disposable suture, one across. Okay, thanks. Um, what sort of general advice do you give patients with vulvar concerns? So it doesn't really matter if your patient has itch or pain or they're just uncomfortable. Number one is they need to stop all the irritants. I usually joke that that whole area of women's health care in the drugstore is evil and they need to just not put anything on, no products. People feel their skin... They, the skin in the vulva is actually fragile, and so they don't want to scrub it. People think that the vulva is dirty and they need to scrub, scrub, scrub. And I like to tell them, think of it like that your vulva lips are the same as your mouth lips, and you don't go and scrub your mouth on the outside, right? Because it would hurt and probably look bad. So think of it as the same and don't really, really scrub. If you don't need any fancy cleansers, no special hygiene wipes, just water. Um, you don't want to use really hot water if you're itchy because although you'll feel good at the time, afterwards heat makes all itching worse. So just cool, lukewarm water. Um, remember again that any product, anything you put on your skin can technically cause an irritation in some people. So I would say avoid the products. And if you don't ask people what they're putting on, they won't always tell you because either they're embarrassed or they just don't want you to know. But I will tell you, people put all kinds of things on their vulva or in their vagina, and it's amazing what they'll tell you when you ask. That's good advice. Thanks. My last question is about treatment. How do you counsel around using topical steroids? So steroids are not uh, the, we have no idea what's going on, let's just try it, which is a classic approach in vulva. Uh, people either put uh, estrogen on or steroids on, and then when neither work, they don't know what's going on. And I don't think that's a great approach. So steroids work for inflammation and irritation. But obviously, they won't work if you have an infection. So think about what you're trying to treat. And you have to remember that a little bit goes a long way. And, but sometimes we actually undertreat and people are not using enough because we scare them too much about steroids. And sometimes they really do use too much and then cause trouble with the steroids, like skin thinning or irritation. So you need to show them how much to use, usually a quarter to half a fingertip. They used to say a size of a pea. Peas are different sizes, but on average size of a pea, like a green pea, you can use that to cover your whole skin. Remember that, so things come as creams or ointments. So creams have alcohol bases in them. So if you put alcohol on inflamed, irritated skin, it burns, and then people won't use them. So ointments, they are a little bit stronger than a cream, but they tend to stick better on the vulva, and they're more of a, a Vaseline-like base, so they stick better, and they're less irritating. So again, Dermatologists know all about steroids. I think family doctors know a lot about steroids, and gynecologists know very little about steroids. We tend to remember clobetazole, which is the strongest uh, steroid that you can prescribe. It's an ultra-potent, and they remember hydrocortisone, which is the weakest. I think it's really important that you learn something in the middle, and you can always Google a, a steroid table to figure out what your patient's on, how strong is it, do you want to go stronger or weaker, um, you don't need to remember everything, but know at least a medium strength, a strong one, and a weak one. 
then how much you give your patients is important. So when you first prescribe something really strong, don't give them more than 30 grams. There's case reports of people using 60 grams in two weeks and getting adrenal suppression. And 30 grams should actually last two to three months for many, many patients. And then you can't just give them strong steroids and send them on their way. You need to book a follow-up to see how they're using it and are they getting better. And once you know that they're uh, using it appropriately or it's working, you can give them bigger containers or more refills. You show them how to use it, where to use it. You can buy a mirror from your local dollar store or uh, you can use show patient on a picture or a doll or a drawing, but it's really important to show people where to put it because only about, I'd say, half of people look at their vulva and the other half won't look, and you need to encourage them to look. So is there any resources you can recommend for general tips for patients? So the ISSVD at www.issvd.org has a... Um, patient education section with handouts that anyone can use. And then one of the women's health fellows, Dr. Muna Al-Kafi, created a vulvar care video that you could find on YouTube just called Vulvar Care that is based on the ISSVD handout and you're welcome to share with any of your patients. Okay, thanks so much. That was a great overview and I think it's really applicable. 